Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. The way tomorrow afternoon, ahead of the front, mid-60s to around 70. We'll see gusty winds and heavy downpours during the rush hour commute, followed by gusty winds tomorrow night. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now, we're checking in at 57 in the nation's capital. At 459. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is brought to you by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Coming up. At the White House, President Biden calls on top congressional leaders to pass a government funding bill and aid for Ukraine and Israel. What if you could tell if there was COVID in the air before you walked into a restaurant? I'm Neil Augenstein. The commanders say they're sprucing up FedEx Field as the team and their fans must live with it for at least three more years. Dynamic pricing like on toll lanes at Wendy's? They're going to find out that people don't like it. I'm Nick Ainelli. We'll get the cherry blossom peak bloom prediction this week. How accurate are they? I'm Luke Luker. On Wall Street, the Dow down 97. The NASDAQ picked up 59. S&P up 9. At 5 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Monica Ricks. Democrats are sounding the alarm in Michigan, where Muslim and undecided primary voters are essentially protesting President Biden's re-election bid over his stance on Israel. David Dulio is a political science expert in Dearborn. If a sizable portion of the Democratic electorate here in Michigan votes uncommitted during the primary, that will be a five-alarm fire for the White House and for the Biden campaign. Over on the Republican side, former President Trump's expected to pull another W over Nikki Haley, but her supporters are rooting for her. Nikki Haley is the one hope we have of not just, you know, electing somebody who is either has no clarity, Joe Biden, or has no morality, like uh, Donald Trump. The White House actually slammed Trump today for saying he's more relatable to black voters now over his mounting legal troubles. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. It's repugnant and it's divisive to traffic in racist stereotypes. That's what we have seen. And that effect all Americans, right? You're tearing up all Americans by doing this. In New York. A jury convicted two men of killing Run DMC co-founder Jam Master Jay over a drug deal in 2002. A sentencing date hasn't been set yet, but the men face decades now behind bars. A third man goes to trial for Jay's murder next year. Congressional leaders met with President Biden today to address government and foreign funding. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Productive meeting on the government shutdown. We are making good progress. We made it very clear. The the speaker said unequivocally he wants to avoid a government shutdown. The deadline is Friday. Leaders also talked about additional funding for Ukraine and Israel today, where CBS's Robert Berger reports a potential ceasefire is still in the works. Both Israel and Hamas expressed skepticism about President Biden's comment, but talks are continuing in Doha with the key mediators, the U.S., Qatar, and Egypt. As one Qatari official put it, we are hopeful but not necessarily optimistic. Wendy's is now testing surge pricing. It's part of a $20 million investment in new digital menu boards at its restaurants in the U.S., which will allow the fast food change chain to change prices depending on demand. You got that and Taylor Swift's officially bigger than the Beatles. She spent 384 weeks in the top 10 on the Billboard 200, beating the Beatles' record for most weeks on the charts. Taylor actually topped the Fab Four by two weeks. 
This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's 5.03 on Tuesday, February the 27th. We have clouds in the region. Temperatures, they're hanging in the mid-50s right now. Good afternoon. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Our top local story this hour on WTOP, even as we move further away from the peak of the COVID pandemic, the virus continues to make people sick. And researchers are hard at work on ways to prevent it. Well, here in our backyard, the work is focused on checking the air out in a building for COVID just before you walk in. That's the research going on at Virginia Tech. We're trying to make it possible that someone could walk into a space and within 15 minutes do something like a rapid test on the air to find out if there's virus in the air. Lead researcher Lindsay Marr. In general terms, you'd capture air in a restaurant or a theater in a big bag, squeeze it through a filter onto a test strip. Put a few drops of liquid on there, you wait 10 minutes, and then you have an answer, maybe a, a color change on a little strip yes no in terms of if there's enough virus there to be worried about but don't plan on using it this weekend i'd say we're still a few years out from this becoming something that you could go buy at the store neil logenstein wtlp news 504 he is accused of stealing a maryland state highway administration truck and leading police on a chase that went through two counties in our region also smashed into a bunch of cars and injured five people along the way. Charging documents have just been released and outline the charges and accusations against a 27-year-old that include driving under the influence. Our story from WTOP Scott Gelman. Charging documents say Flavio Cesar Lanuza smelled like alcohol once he was apprehended. When he was taken to Suburban Hospital, they say he admitted to consuming alcohol. Charging documents also describe the final moments of the chase, which officials say started when four cars were struck during a hit and run on the inner loop of the Beltway. Police used stop sticks at a one-way housing development and they ruined the stolen truck's tires. But documents say Lanuza kept driving in the wrong direction on the truck's metal rims, hitting seven or eight other cars. When the truck finally stopped, Lanuza is accused of resisting officers' attempts to get him out, hiding his hands under his body and trying to avoid being handcuffed. Documents say it took at least three Montgomery County police officers and a Maryland state trooper to take Lanuza into custody. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. When a child is kidnapped, there's the Amber Alert. When an older person is missing, a Silver Alert is sent out. But what about when a vulnerable person who doesn't fit either category disappears? Maryland lawmakers are looking into creating a Purple Alert, a way of letting law enforcement agencies in a region know to be on the lookout for someone who's gone missing who may have developmental disabilities or cognitive impairments. Supporters hope it could be used in cases like the one that happened in October when a 31-year-old D.C. area man, Rashawn Williams, was missing for six days before he was discovered at the Glenmont Metro stop in Montgomery County. His family, frantic with worry, had appealed to police to generate some kind of alert for Rashawn, who has Down syndrome and isn't very verbal. But there was no such alert available. The purple alert is being considered before Senate and House committees in Annapolis. 
Kate Ryan, WTOP News. We're getting more details of the upgrades planned for FedEx Field. Commanders say they will spend more than $75 million on improvements to the stadium and make your experience during game days much better. The upgrades include faster ways into the stadium, new premium options for seats and suites, and better food and drink options. Now, the team says there will be a better sound system in place in the future. A VIP field tunnel club is coming for fans. They'll be able to buy access to cheer on players from just feet away as the team takes the field. Last summer, new owner Josh Harris promised a better time in Landover. Big sign for the fans to see that Josh Harris and his ownership group does care about the fans. He wants a home field experience, home field advantage. So while they are still there, he wants to kind of put a band-aid on it and make it presentable uh, until they move. WTOP Sports Director and Commander's Beat reporter, George Wallace. Well, spring is on our minds with the 60-plus degree temperatures this week, and that means cherry blossom season is almost here. The National Park Service is expected to release its prediction for peak bloom at the Tidal Basin Thursday morning. But how accurate will it be? We don't celebrate too much when we're right, and we don't let it get us down too much when, when we're wrong. But they're pretty close. WTOP took a look at the past seven years. They nailed the dates only once, but most of the time they arrived at least a few days earlier. So think about that as you plan your visit. Mike Litterist with the National Park Service says it can be hard to pick an exact date. Of course, we're looking at near long-term forecasts, you know, the, 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 the high and the low temperature every day. We're also looking at the, the historic record. The biggest prediction gap in that span was in 2018 when they predicted a March 20th peak bloom. But after March snow, blooms were delayed until April 5th. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Coming up in money news after traffic and weather. A local university's endowment hits the stratosphere. I'm Brendan Hazelton. It's 508. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Rush hour traffic congestion peaking on the interstates around the metro area, including on the Beltway through Maryland and Virginia. 66, westbound traffic heavy from the Beltway out to 123. And again, beyond Centerville toward the Manassas rest area. 28 southbound congestion, Chantilly. Heading south to 66 and in Dale to Fairfax City, westbound traffic on Little River Turnpike, heavy and slow because of a crash at Ollie Lane. 95 and 395 slow both ways through the Springfield Interchange, southbound across the Occoquan, even near the Dale City Rest Area, but very slow at Aquantico past Garrisonville Road because of a crash that happened about a mile south of exit 140. That's along the far right side. In Maryland, on 50, eastbound traffic congested near 704, heading for Bowie, although there's probably something uh, distracting, if not blocking, east of King Highway. Some congestion near I-97 and also slow eastbound from St. Margaret's Road. To get onto the eastbound span of the Bay Bridge, no two-way traffic uh, at the moment. 270.95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Routine rush hour conditions in the district, very slow. Both ways on 395 and 695 between the Potomac and Anacostia. Northbound through the 3rd Street Tunnel, lights on today. And on D.C. and Interstate 295, outbound leaving the Anacostia River Bridges. House fire response blocking part of Minnesota Avenue near Eli Place, southeast. The WTOP newsroom furnished by Regency Furniture. Presidential savings still happening at Regency. Shop now and enjoy 25% off plus free delivery. Affordable never looked so good. I'm Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's get our forecast now from Steve Rudin.
Cloudy skies, windy conditions, and scattered showers moving through the remainder of the evening and into the overnight. We'll see nighttime low temperatures and wake-up readings in the 50s. Tomorrow is a day of transition as a cold front moves across the area. It's going to happen later in the day with heavy downpours and gusty winds. Ahead of the front, we're well into the 60s. Behind it, we have a wind advisory for gusts upwards of 40 to 50 miles per hour. We're trending colder on Thursday with highs only in the 40s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin at the First Alert Weather Center. A couple of you might be getting some showers. Otherwise, most of that rain has moved off onto the eastern shore. We're at 57 in Germantown, 57 in Annandale. DuPont Circle also at 57, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Brendan Hazelton. Maryland's oldest historically black university has grown its endowment by nearly 300%. While Georgetown's has now eclipsed $3 billion. Those are two of the takeaways from a recent Business Journal's analysis of data from the Department of Education. It found Bowie State's endowment grew from $10.5 million in fiscal 2012 to more than $41 million in fiscal 2022. A coal company owned by West Virginia Governor Jim Justice has been found in contempt by a federal judge for not following an order to pay an insurance company more than half a million dollars. The Charleston Gazette-Mail reports Southern Coal Corporation was found in civil contempt today and the judge granted the insurance company's request to fine it $2,500 a day until it ponies up. On Wall Street, the Dow closed down 97, a drop of a quarter of a percent. NASDAQ gained 59, S&P up 9. Brendan Hazelton, WTOP News. Lido Pizza has a deal for you. $6 Lido Pizza Calzones on Tuesdays. Order a Calzone on Tuesdays and pay only $6 at Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Coming up on WTOP, President Biden wraps up his meeting with congressional leaders. We'll go in depth on what they talked about with CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland. It's 512. Ciao, I'm Gian Andrea Noseda, the music director of the National Symphony Orchestra. We are taking your favorite music to new heights at our next concert, and I'd love for you to take flight with us. The Washington Post raves, the NSO has a knack for making old favorites sound not just new, but renewed. March 7th through 9th, in the Kennedy Center Concert Hall, the NSO proudly presents Classics in Concert, an evening of timeless masterworks by some of the world's most celebrated composers. If you're new to the world of classical music, fear not. You'll know and love these tunes, and this concert is a perfect introduction. Captivating newcomers and seasoned fans alike with soaring melodies from Leonard Bernstein's Candide. Strauss's Deflatermouse and Rossini's William Tell, along with favorites by Sibelius, Puccini, Florence Price, William Grant Still, and more. Experience this eternal music live in all its grandeur. Don't miss Classics in Concert at the Kennedy Center. Tickets at nationalsymphony.org. Government watchdogs have a growing volume of data to root out fraud. Here's Amanda Warfield, the Vice President of Program Integrity at OptumServe, on how agencies can automate this work. We can identify all of the potential fraud cases that we want, but being able to put resources on them to investigate them is time consuming. So I think looking strategically at technology can really be advantageous, you know, across the board on the private and public side. Listen to the full interview on federalnewsnetwork.com. Keyword OptumServe. As the Federal Health Services business of Optum and United Health Group, OptumServe offers federal agencies the robust health IT solutions that have proven successful at one of the largest healthcare organizations in the world, United Health Group. 
Our extensive healthcare knowledge, combined with our end-to-end technology and services, allows us to be a unique partner to help federal agencies tackle challenges like fraud and abuse. To learn more, visit OptumServe.com. That's OptumServe.com. Later this hour, when the roads are busy, you pay more for a ride with Uber and Lyft. Well, now Wendy's, the fast food giant's thinking about doing the same. Keep it here on WTOP. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it from your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know. Good news on gas prices. The local news you need to know. This just in. Or the traffic you want to avoid. Avoid 66 if you can. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. Washington's top news. WTOP. Facts matter. I-15. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Thanks for with us. President Biden met with congressional leaders at the White House earlier this afternoon. They talked about government funding and emergency aid for Ukraine and Israel. House Speaker Mike Johnson says he's hopeful of a deal to fund the federal government, but he wants action on southern border security. When I showed up today, my purpose was to express what I believe is the obvious truth, and that is that we must take care of America's needs first. When you talk about America's needs, You have to talk first about our open border. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer urged Johnson to move forward with legislation the Senate passed when it comes for funding for Ukraine. Made it so clear how vital this was to the United States. This was so, so important and that we couldn't afford to wait a month or two months or three months. CBS congressional correspondent Scott McFarland joined us earlier to talk about his observations after that meeting let out. A couple striking takeaways from this meeting of the four congressional leaders, the president and vice president. First of all, Speaker Mike Johnson walked out alone, not as is customary with the Republican leader of the Senate, which I think indicates, if doesn't demonstrate, that there's a divide among Republicans about what to do with Ukraine funding. That was one of the topics, the primary topic for much of this meeting, and they are very much not in lockstep among Republican leadership if they were separate as they exited. That was noteworthy. But also, what Senator Schumer described is a five-on-one lobbying attempt by the president and vice president, Republican leader McConnell, Democratic House Leader Jeffries and Schumer against Speaker Mike Johnson, trying to convince him to put Ukraine money on the floor of the House. There's a sense that it would pass overwhelmingly. The Republican leadership won't do it. Was there any indication from the speaker that maybe he might relent and put a vote on the floor? The speaker indicated two things in particular, Sean. First of all, there seems to be a consensus that a government shutdown can and must be avoided. Um, Much of this is in his hands, so if he's saying it out loud and everybody else seems to be agreeing with him, it seems quite likely by the end of this night we'll see something on paper. It'll have to be by tonight if they want to get it passed by Friday's 11.59 p.m. deadline. That's one thing. But when he spoke about Ukraine money and Israel money, it's a bit broader, saying this emergency, as they call it, supplemental, is something that we will move to. But first, they want to do border security. Of course, the Senate thinks it already did border security along with Ukraine aid, so they still appear to be at some form of loggerheads over that. Scott, it seems like someone's going to have to give in at some point. Are we confident that's going to happen here to get any of this done? On Ukraine aid, there seems to be no clear indication and that there's going to be a breakthrough. And I think that the time sensitivity of that has been articulated pretty powerfully by the president and by others in Congress about the government shutdown. I really do look for something on paper by the end of the night if they want to avoid Friday's deadline. I think it may be a one or two week snooze button to keep the negotiations going. 
CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane. Top stories we're working on for you, WTOP. Well, what's the latest on the man accused of going on a two-county Maryland rampage in a state highway help truck? Macy's is closing 150 of its lowest-performing stores. What could it mean for you? We'll go in-depth with the New York Times at 545. Keep it here for full details on these stories the minutes ahead. 518. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Tuesday, this uh, late February day, is uh, on the slow side if you're driving the Beltway, especially on the Interloop with volume delays just north of 66 and Route 7 all the way across the Legion Bridge toward the Spur. Clockwise farther around through Silver Spring, through College Park, much longer delays compared to yesterday. And on the Outer Loop, lots of slow movement from Landover and Lanham through Greenbelt, from Old Georgetown Road across the American Legion Bridge, and from 123 toward Annandale. And on the south side of the Beltway, it is packed from the Springfield Interchange all the way through Alexandria toward the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Slow traffic both ways, north and southbound on 395 and 95 through the Springfield Interchange. Southbound slowdowns near Sherlington, Cemetery Road, and the Occoquan. And very slow going southbound on 95 in Stafford County because of the remains of a crash beyond exit 140 along the far right. Little River Turnpike, westbound traffic jammed just beyond the Beltway toward a crash or what remains of a crash near Ollie Lane. Hopefully that's getting cleared. 66 rush hour delays peaking. Very congested westbound between the Beltway 123 and eastbound inside the Beltway from Westmoreland Street toward Ballston in Maryland. On Route 50, eastbound congestion near 704 toward Freeway Airport. And then again, if you're going to the Bay Bridge, you're going to be on the brakes from Baydale Drive. No two-way traffic and weather like this. Too gusty. 270-95 Baltimore-Washington Parkway rush hour congestion without incident. In the district, freeway traffic is bloated right now on 395 and 695. Outbound volume delays fairly lengthy on D.C. and Interstate 295, even outbound on Suitland Parkway. It's one of those rush hours. And Minnesota Avenue at Lashed Port still blocked near Eli Place Southeast at the response to a structure fire, a house fire. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646, sponsored by Compassion International. I'm Dave. WTOP traffic. Let's head to the 7 News First Alert Weather Center. Meteorologist Mark Pena joins us now. Mark, what can we expect for the rest of today? You know, uh, we're seeing some decreasing shower activity on radar right now after a bit of a wet afternoon. Uh, the rest of your evening looks cloudy uh, with some shower activity, maybe picking up again later on tonight. Uh, south winds, though, are going to keep things rather warm overnight. Uh, temperatures only falling into the upper 50s to near 60 degrees. And to put that in perspective, our average high for today is 51 degrees, so barely dipping below where we typically see our warmest temperatures. Now, later on tonight, again, those showers possible, very isolated and light to moderate in nature. The main event really comes with the passing of the cold front which comes through tomorrow your wednesday will start again mostly dry maybe some uh, isolated showers throughout the mid-morning to your lunchtime hour temperatures warming ahead of this cold front uh, into the upper 60s to near 70 degrees again this is thanks to a southwest wind 10 to 20 miles an hour gusting 30 to 40 miles an hour now this front will arrive around this time next or next week uh, around this time tomorrow between around 3 p.m and 6 p.m on your wednesday along ahead of this front i expect some widespread 
moderate to even heavy rainfall, maybe some rumbles of thunder as well, and uh, amounting to about a half inch to inch of rain by the time this is all said and done. As this cold front sweeps through, some gusty northwest winds filter in behind it with temperatures dropping into the 30s by Wednesday night. And your Thursday looks pretty nice. Sunshine returns, and we're looking at some sunny and breezy conditions. Highs back near seasonal averages. That's around 50 degrees. So again, your radar right now clearing out. I think we're dry for the next two hours. Temperature-wise, still warm. 58 downtown, 60 in Silver Spring, and 57 in Springfield. All right, brought to you by Lund the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up, a verdict in the trial for the killing of Jam Master Jay of Run DMC, 522. Did you know that connecting to your community can boost your business? At Kaiser Permanente, we know that building a successful business goes way beyond selling products and services. As a leader, you have an opportunity to help your employees, community, and business thrive. By encouraging your employees to give back to the community, you can establish a reputation for your business that your customers will value. I'm Cynthia Cifuentes, Vice President of Brand Communications and Community Engagement for Kaiser Permanente, and we are proud to care for more than 800,000 members in the Mid-Atlantic region. This is John from 2060 Digital, and our partners are asking what will be the most significant trends for digital marketing in 2024. With a growing number of tools and privacy policies, digital advertising is becoming more complex. It's critical to tie your marketing spend to business results. To prepare for the new year, review your website analytics, ads platforms, and internal systems to ensure they work together to provide a clear ROI. For more questions and tips, visit us at 2060digital.com slash DC. Unhappy with your business banking relationship? FVC Bank is customer-focused, safe and secure. Switch your business banking to FVC Bank today. That's fvcbank.com. Member FDIC. When news is breaking, see it first at 4 with Megan Clark and Victoria Sanchez. Then, what's happening now at 5 and 6 with Scott Newman and Michelle Marsh. 7 News is your breaking news team. Every night at 4, 5, and 6 p.m. You're listening to WTOP News. It's 523. Wendy's is considering a controversial menu change. The fast food chain may soon use dynamic pricing similar to Uber, where it charges you more during busier hours. WTOP's Nick Ionelli catches up with some Wendy's customers in North Bethesda. I was shocked, first because it's a fast food place, and that's what everybody's trying to go for these days to save some money. Think about it. You go to a Wendy's for a burger, and all of a sudden, the price is different. It jumped up because it's busier at the restaurant. That's something the fast food chain is considering, and customers here aren't happy about it. You think you're going to stop coming if they do? I'm not coming at the prime times. Trust me, because if people stop going, then they'll change their little tune. If I come to Wendy's thinking I'm going to pay $5 for a burger and I have to pay $7 because I chose to come at a busy time, I think I'm going to go, you know what, I think I'll go somewhere else. They'll actually lose customers, and that's not a good thing. At a Wendy's in North Bethesda, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. A verdict this afternoon in the trial of the men charged in the murder of New York rapper Jam Master Jay of Run DMC. The guilty verdicts came after days of deliberation against suspects. Ronald Washington and Carl Jordan. Jurors siding with prosecutors in their argument that rapper Jam Master Jay, whose real name was Jason Mizell, was killed in a dispute over a drug deal, with Washington acting as an armed accomplice and Jordan firing the fatal shots. The deadly 2002 shooting in a Queens recording studio had been unsolved for more than two decades as one of the most shocking crimes in music history. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. 
All right, George Wallace here, checking out the NFL Combine. What you got going here? Yeah, we've got uh, GM Adam Peters and head coach Dan Quinn speaking today at, in, in Indianapolis at the Combine. Peters earlier this morning talking about the quarterback decision. Now he says he and Cliff Kingsbury has not really talked specifically about quarterbacks. I don't believe him, but just what kind of quarterback he wants. But what about the incumbent quarterback, Sam Howell, still in your roster? It's funny. I learned this from John Lynch. When you're sitting in your office all day, you kind of just get in this rut where you're just like it's dark. you got all these weird lights, and you need to get out. So Sam came to the, the facility a couple weeks ago, 